You may be a person who's going through something really difficult right now and you feel like nobody can see your pain. You feel like nobody is acknowledging all the sacrifices that you're making. Or maybe you're a person who feels like you're just being attacked from all sides. You know, um, you know, it's just too much. And no matter what you do, people just will not give you a break. Or maybe you're a person who feels like, you know, um, you really, really need um, some mental ease right now, but it's just not coming no matter what you do. You just feel frustrated. You feel difficult. You feel alone. You feel ostracized. You just feel like there's no relief. And so subhanAllah, today we're going to be continuing on with our series on inspirational women. And these women that we're, we're covering are women that went through a lot, but they handled it so well that we can learn so much about how we can have an easier time in our life, how we can be better Muslim women. And what better women can we look to than the four women who are promised paradise? So today is part three. If you haven't already, go back to part one. Today is part three, and we're covering today Maryam. Uh, may Allah be pleased with her and how she can teach us how we can handle difficult times no matter where we are and what we're going through. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you twice a week with um, different topics that you really care about, that we really care about as Muslim women, whether it's love, relationships, parenting, life hacks, organization, um, university issues, you know, studies, whatever it is. Um, we are here for you, giving you tips on how to live easier and better. Alhamdulillah. And, you know, Ramadan is coming. It's only less than two months away. I know it kind of creeps up pretty fast. And what I want us to start to wrap our head around is that we need to start preparing. It's not something we do just like the week before. We do like massive shopping and like fill the fridge. Like that's not preparation. I know that's the YouTube regular, but that's not the real way it's done. And we know that the Sahaba, subhanAllah, they um, got ready like six months ahead of time. So we're not doing six months ahead. I know that's hard for you, but maybe like almost six weeks, we're going to be like letting things um, into Instagram and Facebook and different reminders slowly slowly and then we're going to kind of like ramp it up um, as we get even closer in the the couple weeks before so stay tuned make sure you're following us on all platforms and we do have a website if you're unaware that kind of shows all that we do at www.mindful-muslim.com if you are new here welcome welcome you're going to find tons of inspiration and in Ramadan we're actually going to do three podcasts a week we usually do them Mondays Wednesdays and Fridays and in the last 10 nights of Ramadan obviously it's going to get even better and so I just want to let you know too we do have a Facebook group called Mindful Muslim Sisters if you want to look us up on Facebook that's our free Facebook group we have our Thrive um, um, private global village that we have we do like ton I do tons of lives on there women have free calls there's tons of free resources um that has been closed but it will open up soon right before Ramadan so we can all get in and celebrate Ramadan there together and also our Ramadan recharge experience where as a community we can get together during Ramadan and not feel alone and really really kind of have our best Ramadan yet and take us to where we want to go that will be opening up um, right before Ramadan as well. So look forward to those. All right, so let's dive right in today to the woman uh, that we are talking about. SubhanAllah, Rasulullah he told us about 
four women who were promised paradise. And I don't know, we're all trying to get there, right? So who, what is better than to, to look at the women who have already been granted um, entrance into paradise, subhanAllah. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, told us about these four women. Now, in the previous two podcasts, we covered the other two women. And I'm just getting at my notes. Today, we're going to be covering Maryam, uh, and she was the mother of Isa, also known as Jesus. And she was um, the best of the women of her time, Maryam, the daughter of Imran, according to the Prophet, peace be upon him. And um, kind of in summary, Maryam was a really unique and special woman to look towards as a source of inspiration in regards to her character and faith. I think if you've already heard our series, and if you haven't, go back to number one. This is part three. Um, definitely want you to hear all about Khadija radiallahu anha and her daughter Fatima. Uh, you know, it's it's beautiful to see the mother-daughter dynamic and kind of how the fruit of what the mother put into um, her child kind of came to fruition when she became older and what that looked like in her daughter's life. I think that's a beautiful, beautiful connection for parents, but also for women who are career women. Um, Khadija, radiallahu has she showed this beautiful balance. And Fatima, for the, the younger women who are in like university age, she sh- showed a beautiful way of what you should be like at that age of your life, maybe sometime between like 18 and 25 or 17 and 25. Beautiful example there. And Maryam, um, we're going to have, is just a sister who was in a really difficult situation because, um, you know, gossip is hard. She was in a small village where she was going through some stuff and everybody was talking about her and she was kind of going through a lot of pressure. So if you are dealing with social pressure or maybe Instagram or Facebook and people's comments is getting a bit too much to you, I think you're really going to connect with this one. I think you're also going to connect with this one if you're struggling with the plan that you're trying to put forth in your life and it's not working out. And, um, we're going to find out kind of about Allah's plans here. And if you're struggling um, to, to, you know, feel like no one's recognizing your effort and like you're really putting yourself forward and it's not being counted for you. If that, if you're a person who's struggling with that, I think you're really going to connect with this episode as well. So just to get into it, we're not going to highlight the whole story of Medium, like I mentioned in the previous series. We're just going to highlight what's important to us today because we could just go on forever, right? Just amazing, amazing accounts of ways that she handled life. But the first one is, um, if you know anything about the mother of Medium, she wanted a son and not for the traditional ways that you'd think like, oh, men are better, boys are better. Not at all. Um, her mom was actually a very religious woman and she, and peace be upon her, and she, you know, may Allah be pleased with her. And she wanted a son so that she could have him be like an imam, like a religious leader. So in that time, you know, women didn't like go up on the pulpit and stuff. So she wanted a son so she could give him to the work of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Kind of like if you wanted to like in Catholicism or Christianity, have your child be like a priest or something like that, or a minister. And like, that was really important to her that she showed God, quote unquote, or Allah, that, you know, she gave her whole life to him, including her children in servitude. And so when she had Miriam, her mother was a bit disappointed, but because she's a religious woman, she knew not to be like in staying in the state of disappointment. And she knew that she had to trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is a beautiful point because um, Maryam went on to not only be the mother of a prophet, right? But then like the lineage from that mother, she didn't know that a prophet was going to come from her lineage, right? So from her daughter, 
to her daughter's child. So subhanAllah, this is a beautiful lesson to us that when we have plans, like I wanted to have a child or I didn't want to have a child and this is something we're struggling with right now. If, if she would have stayed stuck in that mentality where, oh, this is what I want. This is what I think I need right now. Like, doesn't that make sense, right? I, I wanted to give you my son, Allah. Why would you not want me to do that? That sounds like an amazing idea. How selfless of me. I know you're not going to say that, but I mean, think about it. Why would Allah not let that happen? That just doesn't make sense to the human being, right? But in the bigger picture, she was going to give him her a son in a sense a grandson that was going to be the best of people right in terms of the people of that time so Allah we make plans but Allah makes better plans and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to open our hearts to the plans that Allah gives us knowing that they will be better for us than our own plans and like I said at the time it can seem completely irrational why would you not get what you wished for if it was a good thing it's because sometimes we want a thing but Allah wants a better thing for us alhamdulillah and so what I know that's hard that's the moment we're gonna have to trust Allah but that's something we have to work through in ourselves, and that's not a mistake of Allah that's a mistake of ourselves if we allow ourselves to get emotionally overtaken and don't have full tawakkul all right so let's just moving on into Miriam's story so that was kind of about her mom I knew I kind of pulled her mom into this story for a moment but it's really important to, again, see the beautiful connection between a mother who was very religiously focused and so her daughter was very um, focused in religion. And if you know anything about Miriam, Miriam was somebody who had, again, excellent character. I'm sure you already have picked up now the theme of these women have just beautiful akhlaq, just beautiful character. And aside from being the mother of our prophet, peace be upon him, her status in Islam is due to her unwavering faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, an exemplary character. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises her. The Prophet, peace be upon him, praises her for just having absolutely beautiful character. And let me give you an example of that. So when she was, um, many of you who, who should know her story, but if you're not aware, she, just like it in the Bible, very similar, um, she was given... Um, Isa in her stomach, right, to, to be pregnant with him when no man had touched her. And so everyone in the in the town, it's kind of like a miraculous event, right? So everyone in the town was accusing her of zina, accusing her of committing fornication and doing something obviously extremely inappropriate. Now, nowadays that would be inappropriate, but not at all like back then. Back then it was like, that's it. And it's not like you could run away from the conversation. If all the women in the town, they're making fun of you and they're talking about you, and they're making you feel like just a dirty person. It's not something that you can run away from. It's a small town and, and it's not. It's kind of emotionally, psychologically overwhelming. And so I just want us to really step into that moment. And it felt to Maryam like her whole world was crashing in around her. And no one was there to defend her because it didn't make sense. Think about it. I mean, you could say God gave it to me, but that would sound a bit irrational at any time in any century. People are like, what do you mean? Clearly you're lying. And clearly you've done something you shouldn't have. And so it felt like she was so alone and no one could understand her. No one would hear her. No one would defend her. And I think many of us, even in this time, right, 2021, could have gotten ourselves into all types of scenarios where we feel like nobody gets me. Nobody understands what I'm going through. Nobody 
can see it from my perspective. I didn't mean it like that or this and that. And so, you know, the beautiful example that we are to learn from Miriam is her reaction. She didn't go out into the streets and like get all vulgar and wave her finger and cuss people out and say, who are you? You don't know me. You don't know me. Like she wasn't like, I would be that. Like her attitude wasn't like that. Instead, she took her energy and her focus and instead of complaining to the people, she followed the sunnah of our Prophet, peace be upon him, in just um, turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and taking our complaints to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the turner of hearts. Sometimes there's people in your family, people in your life, right? You feel like you could talk to them until you're blue in the face and you're never ever going to get through to them could be friends, could be people on social media and like a little like back and forth that you go out with them in the comment section, right? But when you when you complain to Allah, Allah can turn the hearts of people because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the hearts of all people. And so sometimes we have to take those frustrations and just zip it, to be honest, just be quiet and turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask him to soften the hearts of those people and to give us the best of words that can touch their heart, or maybe just stop talking to them absolutely, and just, you know, in terms of like the situation, and just focus all our energy on talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he can move mountains for us. Now, in Maryam's particular situation, that's what she did, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responded. Now, he is responding in our life all the time. Just because it doesn't happen immediately doesn't mean he's not responding, but in her situation, he responded in quite a miraculous way, because obviously she was quite a miraculous woman, and if you know how the story goes, um, he kind of shut up the town, in a sense, by having Isa salam, when he was born as a baby. And this is a miracle that is not in the Bible. So it's almost like an additional one or even better one, right? Showing that Isa salam, Jesus, peace be upon him, he defended his mother as a baby. He spoke in the cradle, let's say. And he defended his mother. And the Quran, the ayats come from the Quran where he basically says that this is true. His birth was miraculous and his mother was a, ch a chaste woman. She didn't do anything. And so subhanAllah, the lesson we should take from this is do not fall into gossip and get emotionally overwhelmed. Don't put your energy on those people. Put your energy and complaints to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the second one that we learn is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he defends the weak. The people who are doing the right thing and they're turning in the right way, he will come to our aid in ways that we cannot imagine. And then just going on, if you know anything about the story of Maryam, she was always sitting alone a lot. Now, she, as a girl, she could have been, she was a fairly young woman. She could have been out hanging out with her friends, doing her thing. But instead, she found herself a lot of times quiet with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in a time when so many of us feel like we don't have enough time, right? I don't have enough time to read the Quran. I don't have enough time to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh, I have this issue in that. You know, if, if many of us are truly honest with ourselves, we're scrolling on our phone for countless days and hours and whatever on, on all types of apps. And that time, I'm sure even a fraction could have been given to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, even though Maryam didn't have devices in that time, there were still distractions in that time like any other time. In every century, there are things that are going to pull us away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But she was, she was known for kind of like being with Allah, spending quiet time with Allah. And oftentimes, she would end up getting other miracles that happened for her. Like she would be in a room, let's say, for example, and there would be fruits that were not even available at that time. You know, like there's seasons, right? So like, let's pretend it's winter. You can only get a particular thing. In summer, she would have it anyway and vice versa. And so Zachariah, she was in the care of Zachariah, you know, um, may Allah be pleased with him. And so she was there. <laughs> 
and she'd be like surrounded by these miraculous things. And he would come to her quarters and say, in her chambers and say, like, how did you get this? And she's like, it's rizq from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So she would get all this beautiful barakah. Now, I know many of us were not going to have like fruits drop off. Like Amazon is not going to miraculously <laughs> deliver things for us, right? But my point is, making the connection is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to put beautiful miracles and barakah in your life. And sometimes, just sometimes, we're so overwhelmed that we don't recognize them, right? So I encourage you, even today or right now, just to think of something that could be in your life right now that is truly amazing. And just because you're so overwhelmed with so many other negative things that are happening, you might not have acknowledged it. Just think about it for a second. What could it be? And so especially what I want you to draw from this situation is, the more religious we are, the more, more closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we are, the better we are as women. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he provides for these women better, easier than women who are maybe doing their own thing, right? Not really on the deen, not really taking a moment, kind of full of excuses, full of procrastination. Well, just, just being real, okay? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he promises to provide for people in ways that they cannot imagine if they just take the leap of faith and just like really try to be with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and close to him and make him a priority and not everything else in their life. So I just wanted to say a third thing we can learn from her is that subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not provide for the people who follow the deen the same way as the people who don't follow the deen, who are not on it as easy. So may Allah, maybe, maybe this encourage us to be taking a bit more serious if we're having a lot of difficulty in our life. One of the best things we could do is to make time for Allah. And lastly, from her story, you know, because she had so much tawakkul in the most difficult of times. She's just an incredible role model of haya, of modesty for women and men. And, and she's amongst the, the best of women, devout women. And I just want you to know that in the end, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you are struggling with immense struggle, it can feel like nobody sees what you're going through. It could feel like there is no help for you. It could feel like you put forth everything on the earth and you, you sacrificed and you struggled and it was not noticed. It didn't go like your, your mother didn't notice it. Your husband didn't notice it. Your, your sister, your friend, like you did all this and you, you let go of things you wanted for other people or you gave up things you could have enjoyed for the sake of doing something right or vice versa, you know, whatever it is. And I want you to know that Maryam did a ton of that. But in the end, what we learned from Maryam is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala recognizes our struggle and nothing goes unnoticed nothing goes not written in our book. And so Maryam, and the way we know this is Maryam, um, may Allah be pleased with her, she was promised paradise. So on the earth, she had an incredibly horrible time. She was ostracized by society, right? Now we remember her like, oh, mashallah, right? But at the time, no one was saying anything nice for her. And isn't that the case with so many famous people? I think I heard like Albert Einstein, like, he, yeah, we look at him like, yeah, wow, he was so great. But at the time he was made to, he was bullied. He was made to feel like he was horrible or stupid or awkward or weird. But later on, long after people pass, we put them in our history books and we remember them like they had an amazing time doing those things. So many famous people that we love today and recognize really went through hard times. And so I want us to make that connection 
that maybe people that we love will remember us later after we're gone. But right now we're going through something hard so that that memory can live on and so that thing can be written in our book in our favor. And the reason we know it was written in Miriam's book in a favorable way is she was promised paradise. So after all that struggle, Jannah was waiting for her. And subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just made so many beautiful miracles happen for her. And some of them ended up in the dunya and some of them ended up in the akhirah. And some people are like, oh my gosh, who wants to wait till then? That sounds really far away. But guys, just remember that the Rasul he promises that this time we're supposed to live like a traveler. We're just moving from point A to point B. And this is a very short time of our life. The majority of our quote unquote lifespan will actually be spent somewhere else in Jannah. Hopefully even Jannah for all of us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easier easy for us to handle the struggles that we have today. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us to recognize the good in our life. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us to trust him and allow him to move through our situations and so that we could feel good knowing that he recognizes everything that we're going through. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to live to see Ramadan, alhamdulillah Ramadan. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala join our hearts together in a place and gathering even better than this. All right. Love you guys for the sake of Allah. Have a great weekend. I will see you on Monday. Inshallah. If you haven't already, definitely try to join our book club that is starting. And it's a great way to connect before Ramadan. We're going to be doing the Muslim mindset so we can get our head right before Ramadan and make sure we're ready to receive it in the best possible manner. And I will put the link below in the show notes. Jazakum Allahu khairan. Assalamu alaikum. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.